You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. And we will be reading from my favorite gospel, the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses I'm sure many of you are familiar with. Verse 1, Most assuredly, I say to you, He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things that he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you, whenever Jesus repeats himself, it's very important. I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more Abundantly, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, but a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep and am known by my own. And so this morning, I pray to share with you from the word of the Lord this thought. What to expect in 2022? What to expect in 2022? Thank you for standing with me. You can be seated. A new year. It doesn't quite mean what it used to mean to us two years ago. Right? Some of us are reluctant to say much in anticipation of what this new year might bring, and rightfully so. We claimed all types of things, new vision in 2022, and that did not go so well, did it? And then 2021 came along, and man, that didn't start off very good either, did it? In some ways, I think it was worse than 2020 because there seemed to be no reprieve from the disappointment and the fears that were thrown at us. And so here we are in 2022. Yay! Don't want to say much about that. Let's not even acknowledge that the calendar has changed. And we're off to an interesting start again. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Did anybody make some resolutions this year? 
Have some family meetings, some goals, some maybe adjustments that you feel like are very intentional for what you feel like you want to accomplish and what God wants to do in your life. I hope so. I love that stuff. Did anybody get a planner for Christmas? No, nobody does planners anymore. Pastor T makes fun of me. I like my paper. Dr. Reed likes her paper. And if it's good enough for Sister Reed, it's good enough for me. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I love a day timer. I even bought stickers this year to just kind of incentivize me to be excited about everything that's going to fill that up. But if you're like me, I've looked at the calendar and I've written the things that I know are supposed to happen or that I plan to happen. And I've thought, I wonder what's going to get canceled this year. I wonder what's going to change unexpectedly. But I I love my, my planner. My dad loved his daytimer. His relationship with the daytimer is legendary because he would drive off with it on top of his car. <laughs> and only God knows and, and the queen mom knows how many strangers called our house growing up because they had found his daytimer on the side of the road and had driven over it in the process and said, uh, is this Norman Pasley? I have your daytimer. And, and he'd, be, he'd be reunited with that beautiful daytimer. So I get it honestly. I like paper. I want to write things down. My favorite part is crossing them off. I just, yes, see? I love it. It makes me feel so good. But this morning, our text is more, most likely a familiar one to many of you. Because in it, Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. Now, if you did not know this, Jesus was a masterful teacher and communicator. And in these verses, he uses powerful imagery to give very important insight to his listeners. And what I love about the very beginning of this passage is that in verse 6, John lets us know that the people he was talking to missed it completely the first time he said it. And that makes me feel better because sometimes I do too. Verse 6 says, Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. And so Jesus tries again, and he describes the fact that there will be those who pose as shepherds, but are not. That when danger comes, these shepherds, these wannabes, if you will, will leave the flock completely vulnerable. And so Jesus says so much in this passage that I could spend a lot of time on, but I won't. I want to draw your attention to three very important points of understanding for us today in John chapter 10. Number one, that if we are his sheep, we know his voice. Number two, Jesus is the good shepherd. He wants to be our shepherd. And that number three, there is a thief with a very clear agenda for the sheep. And so throughout the Bible, God's people are compared to sheep. Psalms 100 verse 3 says, Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Ezekiel chapter 34 verses 30 and 31 say, Thus they shall know. That I, the Lord, I, the Lord, their God, am with them. And they, the house of Israel, are my people, says the Lord God. You are my flock, the flock of my pasture. You are men and I am your God, 
says the Lord God. And so this morning, if you didn't know, God's people have always been likened to sheep. And so what exactly does that mean? You've probably heard this referenced before in church, but I want to remind you of this fact and maybe give you some practical insights that maybe you've never heard before. And so I did some research on sheep in preparation for this morning, and I found them to be more interesting than I assumed that they would be. While they certainly have their weaknesses and vulnerabilities like any species would, I was comforted to find out that they are not as dumb as is commonly assumed. In fact, sheep are intelligent animals. They are emotionally complex, believe it or not. Research has shown that they experience a wide variety of emotions, very similar to human beings. Their emotions can be quite complex, and some studies have revealed that sheep actually pick up on the emotions of other members of the flock. They can read and recognize expressions of fear or calm. And because of their emotional nature, they're able to form a strong bond with their shepherd. And in fact, it is proven by science that they do in fact recognize the voice of their shepherd just as Jesus said that they would. Jesus also said, yet they will by no means follow a stranger but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers and it is in fact true that sheep will run away from the voice of someone that they do not know. Very interesting. The second thing I learned is that sheep are highly social animals. They form strong bonds with each other. They're even sensitive to each other's needs. And this helps them form bonds with other sheep in their flock. And I believe that this speaks not only to their need for a shepherd, but our need for each other. Charles Spurgeon made this statement. Some Christians try to go to heaven alone in solitude, but believers are not compared to bears or lions or other animals that wander alone. Those who belong to Christ are sheep in this respect, that they love to get together. Sheep go in flocks, and so do God's people. And so we are not meant to face the new year and all that it might bring alone. Amen? Amen. Some other quick facts for you, and I'm going to move on to the shepherd. Sheep have no sense of direction. Don't look around. Some of us are probably more like sheep in that way than others. Sheep are completely defenseless. Sheep are unable to take care of themselves when they are wounded. It is a fact. Sheep cannot get up without help. If they go turtle, if they fall and land on their back, they're stuck like that until the shepherd comes and helps them. Think about that. And my uh, favorite one that I learned is that sheep are not meant to carry heavy burdens. They aren't beasts of burden, are they? You've never seen anything strapped to a sheep, nothing of any consequence, and there's a reason for that. They weren't designed to carry heavy burdens. But the Bible throughout the Old and New Testament describes God, thankfully, as our shepherd. 
Because as sheep, we need a shepherd. Isaiah 40 says, He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. And most famously, Psalm 23, verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I mentioned this in Growth University on Wednesday that familiar passages like Psalms 23 can lose their profound promise on us because we no longer process their meaning in their personal application to where we are and what we need in our lives. But the fact that Jesus Christ identified himself as the good shepherd can speak to every need and every question that is present in this house today and every day in 2022. Amen. But part of the problem for us is that this amazing symbolism is lost on our Western minds. We do not know, most of us, we are not very familiar with what it takes to raise sheep. And so based on what we've learned about sheep, I want to make certain we understand the vital importance of a shepherd in their existence. And I want to speak to it in terms of how Jesus is our shepherd in three specific ways quickly. That the shepherd is meant to be a provider, David speaks to this part of the job first in his most famous psalm. A shepherd makes sure that his sheep do not want for anything. It is through the shepherd's careful guidance that they are led to pastures where they can receive the nourishment that they need and avoid things that are potentially dangerous and poisonous to them. A shepherd gives total care and oversight to every member of his flock. Does that sound like the Lord to you? That Jesus as the good shepherd will take care of you and I this year. Whether we recognize it or not, he has proven already in the last two two years specifically that he will. Philippians tells us, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. And I know that we speak of that in terms of a financial blessing, and we should. But all means all. So whatever need that you have, or you may not even realize that you have, you may not have it yet, whatever it is, your shepherd will provide that need for you. Hallelujah. Would you clap your hands with me? Thank the Lord. A shepherd is a provider. A shepherd is also a physician to his flock. As was mentioned, sheep are not able to tend to their own wounds as some animals are. They can't even get up if they fall flat on their back. And so because of these limitations, the attentiveness and the availability of the shepherd is most crucial to a sheep. Has the Lord ever been your healer this morning? Has he ever healed your body? Has he ever touched your mind? Has he ever healed you of wounds that no one else ever knew about? Wounds that maybe you never articulated to anybody and in a moment the shepherd laid his hand on you and healed you. He can do it today. Hallelujah. 
Psalms 103 was also written by David himself, a shepherd, and he tells us, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. I believe that includes diseases that affect our minds, that affect our ability to function normally in our day-to-day. He can heal all of our diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Aren't you glad the Lord is your healer? He is your great physician today. Finally, the shepherd is a protector. Because sheep are defenseless, it is one of the most important duties of a shepherd to keep a watchful eye out for predators and for potential danger to the flock. In Luke 15, Jesus identifies the complete devotion of the shepherd through the parable of the lost sheep. David, being a shepherd himself, draws attention to the caring nature of our great shepherd when he writes in Psalm 61, For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. Somebody needs to hear that today. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings, God, because you've already proven That you're my protector. You've already proven yourself to be my refuge when I have nowhere else to go. Amen, amen. And so this morning, I feel compelled to challenge our anxieties and fears going into the year 2022. With the understanding that we are sheep. We are severely limited. We're easily spooked. We're helpless in many ways, but praise be to God, throughout the scripture we are told we have a shepherd, and we have the good shepherd, and that, my friends, should change everything. It should change how you read the news. It should change how you process the text that you just got, that's got you all adrenalized. Because his total involvement, his complete oversight in our lives is promised. Because Jesus identified himself as the good shepherd. Hallelujah. He will provide for you. He will protect you. He will heal us this year of all of our diseases. But finally today in John chapter 10, Jesus lets us know that there are those who will pull the sheep away from the shepherd. Jesus uses the terms hireling and thief to make us aware that there are threats to the safety of the sheep if taken away from the care of the shepherd. And while this can certainly be applied to false teachers to sin, to temptation, and the like. For simplicity's sake today, I want us to just recognize the plot of the enemy against us, as Jesus identifies here. Jesus is not just describing shepherds who are not fully committed to the flock, 
But he is also describing Satan, your enemy, as a thief. And once again, this term is very intriguing. It's very important. It's meant to tell us some very specific things. We're sheep. It's important for us to understand. We have a good shepherd. Important for us to understand. And we have an enemy that has a very clear agenda for our lives. And that too is important for us to understand. Because that agenda is what motivates every attack that he brings upon us. Every distraction that we're going to face in 2022. Every lie that the enemy presents to us. Jesus told his disciples very plainly. It is for the purpose of stealing. It is the purpose of killing. And it is the purpose of destroying. And this is very important for you and I to recognize in the new year. That even if you've heard it all your life as I have, hear the words of Jesus in a clear way today. That you have an enemy and at his core he is a thief. That is his mode of operation in our lives. That his sole purpose is to keep you from the shepherd. To distract you and pull you away from his guidance. From his leadership. From his constant oversight and help and healing for your life. His agenda is simple. Steal joy. Kill our peace. He'll do anything to pull us away and keep our eyes off of the shepherd. He wants to destroy your commitment to God this year. He wants to destroy the hope that you have of eternal life with Jesus someday. And quite frankly, we should know the play better by now. God help us in 2022 to recognize the thief sooner. To recognize him more fully and what he's trying to do. Amen. Peter wanted us to know, and he made it clear, be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring Lion, not because he is, but because he poses like one, seeking whom he may devour, resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, your shepherd, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect That word means to make mature, establish, strengthen, and settle you. That's the shepherd's plan for you. And so, these past few weeks, this message has weighed very heavy on my heart. With every text, every meeting that I've had with God's people, I have heard the voice of the Lord say, they need a shepherd. Remind them that I want to be their shepherd. This concept has so many layers to it. And I plan on teaching on Psalms 23 and Growth University later this year if Jesus does not come back. But the truths that I have very quickly highlighted for you are very important and vital to your spiritual growth and your spiritual stability. 
I believe that the simple truths are the most powerful truths that we have. It's great if you understand complex things and and you're drawn maybe to things like prophecy. That's all good and well. But it's simple truths like the Lord is my shepherd. And understanding what that means that are what we build the foundation of our faith upon. And we decide what we believe about God and what we expect from Him as we go through life. And so quickly as I conclude this morning, I'm going to tell you what to expect in 2022. Number one, expect to be a sheep. That we won't be able to make it on our own. That we will need a shepherd by God's design. That you're going to need to be in the flock of God. That you're not going to be able to carry the heavy burdens of life on our own. We're not going to be able to do that as sheep because we were not made to do that. That we as sheep are going to need God's guidance, his constant oversight, his leadership, his provision, his protection. No matter how good, no matter how bad, Jesus has promised to be there to lead us and guide us. That as a sheep, we won't even be able to heal on our own. The disappointments that we're going to experience, the things that we're going to face, we are not equipped in and of ourselves to heal ourselves, to tend to our own wounds. And that is why we have a shepherd. The second thing I would tell you is expect to fight off a thief. Every day this year. Expect it. Don't be surprised by it anymore. James 4, 7 says, Therefore submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. He's not playing games with us, guys. And neither should we. And I think it's very interesting that James and Peter tell us to resist the devil. That doesn't just mean try not to think about it, distract your mind and move on. But that is a very aggressive, assertive position for us to take. That that word resist means to withstand. It actually means to oppose. Stand firmly against the thief this year. Make some decisions that help you be proactive for these attacks, for these lies, for these things that he's going to try to take away from you. Jesus said that the way we would know if we are his sheep is if we hear and recognize his voice. I'm afraid that some of us know the voice of the enemy too well because we listen to it more than we listen to the voice of the shepherd. And so this year, I beg you to do whatever it takes to hear the voice of the shepherd. Oh God, I'm so burdened. Would you please... Consume the word of God more than you do 
any type of media. Would you fine tune your ears to his voice? He does speak in a whisper because he's close, and that is true. But the other side of that is there has to be an element of silence in order to hear a whisper. And I'm sure you have, as I, tried to drown out the negativity, tried to drown out the fear with noise, noise, noise. And what I'm telling you is you were meant to hear the voice of the shepherd to address those fears, to address that worry, to address the chaos that's going on in your mind and in your life. You need a shepherd today. And finally, expect to have every need met by the good shepherd. Expect Jesus to be with you through every high and every low. Psalms 23 gives us a variety of landscapes and places and experiences. Why? Because David understood a shepherd never leaves the flock. No matter where they go, no matter how it changes, the shepherd stays very close. And so this morning, I stand with full assurance that whatever 2022 is for you and those you love, Jesus has promised to lead you. Jesus has promised to guide you. Jesus has promised to heal your wounds. Jesus has promised to forgive your sins, to attend to every one of your needs. Because this is what I love about the Lord. He's not just able to do all of these things. He is more than willing to do all of these things no matter what. And so I'm going to invite you to stand with me. I'm very thankful to say that we have two baptisms that I'm going to invite them to prepare for. And this morning, if you don't feel like you're a part of God's flock, we have water for, here, for you to be baptized if you've never been baptized before. If you have never spoken in another language as God's spirit gives you that ability, you can have that experience today. This morning, we need to make sure that we can hear the voice of the shepherd. If you were to ask me, well, how do I know? How do I know if I'm a sheep? How do I know that I count in God's flock? The answer is very simple according to Jesus. Do you know his voice? Do you hear it? And more importantly, do you listen to it? Do you obey it? And so this morning, I don't know how this message applies to where you are right now, but I am certain that it does. I am certain that you are coming to a realization of maybe your own weakness in the new year. That maybe you're struggling with some confusion, with some fear, with some worry. Maybe you have strayed away from the Lord. Maybe you are pulling yourself away from the rest of the flock. You're in some kind of spiritual isolation. I would beg you today, make a decision. The 2022, I am going to be God's sheep. I'm going to make myself a part of his flock. Maybe some of you feel distant from the shepherd. 
for whatever reason, you haven't been able to hear his voice, or maybe you feel like it's muffled, it's unclear to you, he feels far away. I am confident today that if you will reach for him, just like a shepherd scoops up that sheep that cannot help themselves, the Lord will help you today. The Lord will give you the reassurance that you need. And then finally, if the thief is looming already in these first few days of the new year, understand what his purpose is, that it is never to make your life better. It's never to bless you or help you by making it easier, by identifying all the faults and failures of God's people in the church and all that garbage. He has come to steal. He has come to kill. And he has come to destroy. And so why would we engage in a conversation with a force that we know full well wants nothing good for us and offers us nothing. Jesus said, I stand at the door and I am knocking. I'm waiting for you to stop listening to the poser shepherd, to that thief. I am waiting for you to let me in and let me be your shepherd. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.